This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I can. Yeah, that'd be great. Welcome in to the all-new Sports Stove Tailgate Show. We are live at Mad Mushroom Pizza in Richmond, Kentucky, right across the street from the University of or Eastern Kentucky University. I uh, got to get the U in the right spot there. Uh, but welcome in live to our audience on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And come and join us right here at Mad Mushroom, where uh, if you come in for the show, you're going to get 10% off your purchase. And uh, looking forward to what's here. We've got the meats pizza ordered and some cheese sticks here as well. My kids are already chowing down on it. And uh, so come on in and get yourself a pizza, some cheese sticks, and start your tailgate off right here at Mad Mushroom Pizza in Richmond, Kentucky. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got some great guests. Uh, the voice of the Colonels, Greg Stoudemire, will join us here in just a minute. And then we've got uh, Mother Shane Burks. Anitria Burks will be joining us. And then we've got some marching Colonels coming in. Dr. Tim Wiggins and a few of the members of the band will be in here to talk about what they've got planned for this year. And then we're going to give you our picks uh, for how the game is going to go today and do our best to predict it uh, for you and get you ready. We were, we were right last week. Uh, I told you, 82% sure that EKU was going to win last week. And sure enough, they came out on top. And a great game, seven overtime victory. Of course, today is the home opener against Charleston Southern Buccaneers come to town for the first ever matchup against Eastern Kentucky. And uh, we're ready to get this this show on the road, get this home game going. And, of course, Coach Walt Wells back, not only on the sideline, wearing the headset, coaching the team again after being out for two weeks uh, with a cardiac episode. Still not sure how he's back, but he is, and we're happy about that as well. We're going to go ahead and bring in our first guest of the day, that's a man that works nonstop around the university, and uh, thankful to have him back on the program. He is the voice of the Colonels, Greg Stottlemyre. Greg, how you doing? Doing well, been busy, but uh, <laughs> want to have it any other way? No other way. Home opener, finally here. But let's talk about that seven overtime game last week and uh, what it's like sitting up there <laughs> calling calling it for what four hours? Yeah, we were on the air for on radio for five hours and thirty two minutes. Gracious, because you have the thirty minute, thirty five minute pregame and the postgame, and uh, not many breaks. But uh, it was interesting because nice press box, unlike Eastern Michigan. But it was hermetically sealed outside of two windows at the very top to open. But there was no air conditioning in there. It was a hot day. So not only were we on the air for a long time, but it was burning up. Bacon. You know, it sure made the drive home a lot easier with wind because wins and losses impacted. And, you know, I I counted up. I went back, if you include the PAT that Nations had to hit to send it to to overtime, EKU staved off. They were down to their final play. If they hadn't made the play five times, they would have lost. Five times. Five times. And, you know, and then the drive, yeah. the drive that was 14 plays, 75 yards, took all 339, the last 339 of regulation. If you go back and look at that, they started with a negative play, hmm. and they had gone 19 plays, 26 yards, and three punts in the previous three drives. So when you start talking about the layers of how incredible that comeback was, yeah. you know, it even amplifies itself. I don't think it was the greatest 
ending to an EKU football game in history. I sure. still have to go back to the Jacksonville State game in yep. 2011 when they were down like 28 points with seven minutes to go. Came back, got ahead, and then had a goal line stand at the mm-hmm. very end. But it was one of the top you know, three or four in EKU history. It's got to be up there. That game last year against Jacksonville State yeah. was pretty fun as well. Um, how do you control your your emotion, at least with the fact I, – I talked with Coach Wells about this this week. Um, they tried the trick play to Drew Hart. Yeah. Uh, there it didn't work, of course, but it was a it was a play where if they didn't work, it wasn't that big of a deal. They get another chance. It's um, easy to say now. Right? It is easy to say now, but my face, the the reaction I had sitting on my couch, my kids had the same reaction, and they showed the faces in the crowd. They had the same reaction too. Coach Wells said, "No, it was the right call." Uh, how do you control yourself in that when you disagree with something? If you did, I don't even know if you did disagree with it. Well, I was surprised by it. Yeah. Uh, but again, if if it works, then it's then the it's most great. incredible play you've ever played. It. It's Boise State against Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, I was surprised that they ran it to the short side, mm. but that would gum it up. And and they said, well, Drew can't run that yeah. far. So <laughs> you got to give Bowling Green credit for for sniff, sniffing it out because it was a it was a handoff, another handoff, and then they hand off to Hart, and somebody was there to make the play. You do run it. It's kind of like. At the end, you, you run out of uh, plays that right. you scripted for, for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, how many two-point two, two point conversion right. plays do you have? Right. Yeah. So many big plays were made in, in that game, though. It was, yeah. it was incredible. Uh, who have you seen so far the first two weeks, first two games of the season? Who have you seen so far that's stood out to you that maybe you weren't expecting to stand out? For, for, for EKU, Kentucky? yeah. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Because everybody that's done really well, I expected. Hmm. Uh, I saw major leaps and bound difference in Willie Taylor from game one to game two. Yeah. I mean, he's a high-level talent. Started for two years at Washington State. Didn't get going. Uh, I was trying to think if there was anybody else that's just jumped off the page. No, I had high expectations for the offense. So, not really. I haven't seen anybody that's done anything beyond what I expected. I think they've got to, obviously, Walt Wells has said this, it's a work in progress in the secondary. And so we'll see what happens there. I mean, they've got to come on. They do. Yeah. And there's holes in that secondary that they've got to, holes in the passing game that other teams can exploit that they they've got to stop. They got to figure it out, don't yeah. they? And I know that's one that's an area we were concerned about coming into the season was the defensive backs. There's just a lot of new faces, a lot of inexperience back there, and the question is kind of how are they going to step up, especially losing uh, you know, an All-American like they did this year and late in the spring they lost him. So, uh, but they're they're working on it. Let me go back to one of your questions. Yeah. I, I do think that that I've seen more from Keandre McClure, the number two yeah. running back. I mean, not that that I have supreme confidence that we've got like you go back in the history of EKU and the running backs, <laughs> you you better be NFL level to even be in the conversation for yeah. a great running. I think Braden Sloan has a chance to come out of here as one of the top ten running backs in, in EKU history. Yeah. But uh the running game has not been strong for a long time, and I think Keandre has shown improvement that we've got a better one-two punch. And as long as Parker keeps humming in the passing game with all the weapons he has, sooner or later the running game is going to get better and better because of that. And as you probably Walt told you and he's told me and he, he said on our Facebook Live show this week, uh, he wants more strain. And what that means is just continue plays for the running backs. They'll go down on first contact, strain your blocks a little longer. He needs more of that 
on the offense. Yeah, we've seen a lot of rotation in that offensive line. We knew it was going to happen. Uh, last week, it seemed like the one guard and the one tackle spot subbed out pretty regularly. Uh, we saw, ended up seeing eight total offensive linemen just for a play where the center had to run out real quick because a helmet came off. Um, but uh, do you expect to continue to see that rotation? I think so. I yeah. mean, they've always worked it. So Schroeder can play guard or, or, or center. Watkins can play guard or center. Uh, Ferris can go guard, center. Uh, Napier's getting some more playing mm-hmm. time, and then the Azirum is is pushing hard a little bit over there. So, so you're too deep at right tackle. Calbert, if he stays healthy, is there. The guys, the guy that's lost some playing time just because of the ability to go guard center and all over is John Stone. But he's still, mm-hmm. if you're saying he's a number three guard, you're pretty good. At guard. You're, a good you're pretty spot. good at guard, <laughs> and you should be good. Now, they gave up six sacks, uh, but. It doesn't bother me as much as normal, but six sacks is too many. The yeah. team they're playing today hadn't given up one, so we'll, we'll wait and see uh, what happens. They've got to protect Parker. Parker should have a big day, but we'll see. You never know. I mean, there's there's going to be that potential letdown, but I don't think so today with, with the home opener. And everything. Well, let's talk about that. Charleston Southern comes to town. Of course, there's a few things. Last week, Wells was on the sideline but wasn't coaching. This week, he is coaching. Now, he was coaching some on the he sideline. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's back to full force this week. So, you got that motivation. You got the home opener, which is always motivation as well. And uh, you got a team that's coming off a big win. Uh, the question is, is, do you have a letdown off that big win, uh, or do you come in with the same energy or, or even more energy coming into this week? How, how have you seen the team? What are you expecting out of the team today? I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be same old same old. I think they'll they won't have a letdown, but I don't think their energy will spike anymore. Mm. Uh, you just got to jump out on this team. I yeah. mean, they've given up tons of points, tons of points, but their defense has the six graduate students on their two deep. It's the offense that's very young. Their quarterback over the last three years transferred to North Carolina State again. One of those guys that oh, come to us, come play for the Power <laughs> Five, and then he's he's an insurance policy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, thank goodness that Parker McKinney didn't see it that way because right. he could have. Uh, so I, th- I think they'll have a chance. But the, the offense is dangerous. Hmm. Charleston Southern's offense has put up some yards, especially against a, a good uh, Western Carolina team. It, you know that it's the offensive coordinator is an old EKU player and, hmm. and, and assistant coach. Clay Coster would have been a great quarterback at Eastern. He got injured, so he was a student assistant for two years and then a GA here. So he's been under Danny Hope and Dean Hood. And now and then he went with Dane Dameron, the EKU offensive coordinator, Virginia Wise, before moving on to uh, to Charleston Southern. So he's got a lot of EKU connections. Hmm. So we know he'll have his team ready on yeah. the offensive side. <laughs> well, let's talk about that defense, though. For Charleston Southern, you said it's zero sacks, two interceptions, three forced fumbles on the year. Um, of course, they played NC State, so they got walloped there. But that's You can live with that. They lost 38-52 to Western Carolina uh, as well. So they come in, and this defense for EKU, you're talking about that offense for, for uh, Charleston Southern, ZKU defense has had a hard time keeping points off the board so far. Yeah, but you know it hasn't seemed like they hasn't looked bad. Forty, yeah. Because maybe that's because of the offense. I, I think the defense is better than the numbers. Yeah. But I don't think it's a defense that's quite yet at championship level. Mm. Walt Wells does feel like it's really good in the front seven, and I yes. agree with that. Yeah. And, and again, as the as the secondary matures, I think it will get better and better. And again, at this level, with sixty three scholarships. 
you never know where injuries will impact the team. I remember way back when Jeremiah Bell, great colonel that was mm-hmm. just a lockdown guy, went on to play for the Dolphins and the Jets from Winchester, Kentucky. I mean, when they lost him, it was a major hit. So if you sustain a major hit, in your defense at the wrong position, it can really impact you. Let's knock on wood that doesn't happen. Just like, let's say, Parker McKinney got in. Right. And you hope that doesn't happen. Uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely hope that doesn't happen. Uh, all right. So you're getting ready to make the, the climb seven stories high or nine stories high, however high it is. They say it's 83 feet. It is nine stories. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I try to do it without stopping. That's my <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, what kills me about the climb is you come in there and then the, the radio crew from the other team, oh, this is horrible. I'm like, you make it once a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to do it at least six I, times a year I, for I 30 five years. Five or six for 44. <laughs> yeah, for so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, I felt I felt bad until I saw the the clock guys come up next to me and sit down. They were a few years older than me. I thought, okay, I need to stop complaining about this. <laughs> it's a good workout. It is a good workout. It's an exciting time. The Will Wal Wells back. I mean, I can't explain it. Uh, the card they called a cardiac episode. It's a heart attack. Uh, yeah, it was a, I mean, he has been now public about it. The university was careful in respect yeah. for his family, and they called it a cardiac episode. And uh, he came public. Uh, the day before, two days to us, two days before the uh, game against Bowling Green. Yeah. It was a massive heart attack in the Widowmaker. It was a Widowmaker, mm-hmm. 99% blockage, had two stints put in, had to re-put him in. He was basically asleep until Tuesday. Yeah. And he said he, he woke up, and, and by Thursday he was out. He watched the game, and then on uh, then last week he had a checkup on Friday and then drove up and joined the team at the team hotel Friday. And he was outside the coaching box for the technical area, which is between the 25 and 25. Every so often it, when I had a chance to glance down from the press box, he's kind of up along the sidelines and the referee and the officials were pretty good to let him, I guess, have some input. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's doing well. He did tell me, he said, I was pretty, he said, I, I got about an hour of sleep on the way home from the Bowling Green game. He said, I was really tired Sunday and Monday. And I've noticed him kind of more laid back, that kind of thing. And yeah. he, he has to kind of control it. And uh, he better listen to his wife because she she's be the boss on this. She's working hard at it. I know that. We were talking about his diet the other day. Yeah. I don't know how she's keeping an eye on him and stuff like that because the team's getting fed well. And here he sits uh, starving. But uh, But it's good to have him back. And, uh, again, I'm surprised by it. Happy for him, and I hope hope he's doing well. Hope he stays doing well, as he's an important piece to this team for sure. I mean, you you've been around, like you said, for forty four years yeah. doing this, um, and you've been through the, all the coaches that have come through. And it seems like what Walt Wells has put back into this program, because um, I grew up in, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, or MTSU, right. and so when I was a kid, I knew about EKU from from that rivalry. Yeah, Boots versus Roy. Yes. Yeah, and but it seems like the energy that's in Richmond right now, the energy that's on campus, it's spreading. And I think some of that's with A.D. Roan's done a good job with this too, but it's spreading throughout the program. And it seems like this football program's headed right to where it needs to be. Yeah, it really has. I, he, he's done a good job of embracing the past and getting the ex-players back and, and just kind of driving the ship the right way. Uh, you know, do you step on a few toes? Of course you do, but yep. success – breeds you know results breed success mm-hmm. and you know the spring games the last two years have been more lively and more of a fan event than i've seen ever mm-hmm. and, and so he's got it in in the right direction uh, you got to keep winning and this schedule it's gotten tougher because play to no matter 
what level they are. You play two FBS max schools, yep. and then you you go to this game, which you should win. And then after that, uh, Southeast Missouri and Austin P are right there at the at the at the <laughs> level of the of the um, top twenty five in the nation. You got Kennesaw State ahead, yeah. Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State. I mean, if you if you put a record of seven and four better on the slate this year, you've done a real good job against the schedule. There's no there's no easy games. I mean, this one in Southern Utah, if you were going to say once we have to win them because yeah. they should be one. You, I mean, you got to go play them. Yeah, <laughs> these are the two, the only two. I think North Alabama's better. I mean, mm. They're going to be good. So yeah. this is a really tough schedule. Maybe, maybe one of the toughest EKU's ever played. Even though they don't have, like next year will be Cincinnati and Kentucky. Yeah, that's a whole new level as far as going up to the FBS. Yeah. So that yeah. that factors in when you start talking. Yeah. But you got to build to it, right? And that's what they're doing, building towards the FCS themselves at some point down the road. FBS, FBS. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. that's the plan down the road. Well, Greg, I know you're incredibly busy. I know it's game day. Yeah. I I really appreciate you coming and chatting with us today. Uh, have fun today. I'll I'll be up there next to you, a little a few few seats down from you. All right. Uh, but uh, have a good day today, and uh, let's go, Colonels. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. You do a great job keeping up. You know, I, I, I eavesdropped on everything you had on the position coaches. <laughs> yeah. Got some good stuff from you. So good. I, I steal info from you. Hey, that's fine. I can live with that. I appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's Greg Stoudemire, voice of the Colonels, and uh, calling, of course, the home opener today against Charleston Southern. Where can we find that at? Uh, Uh, It's 100.7 FM, and then the uh, internet streams are at WCYOFM.com, and then you can go to the EKU website, EKUsports.com. The schedule page is the best place to find a link. So, you know, nowadays it can go go worldwide on the internet, which is good, and then, of course, uh, we do the right thing, I think, and we so we kind of we level down our our, uh, our radio broadcast a little bit, a little less descriptive because we simulcast with ESPN Plus. So yeah, we try to be very fair to the other team, uh, not be one sided. Yeah, and so I'm kind of doing the multitask for the <laughs> television stream, the radio, and the internet. Stream. Yeah, it's everywhere you can get it. All right, thank you, Greg. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick second to talk about our Pest of the Week. The Pest of the Week is presented by IPM Pests and Termites, Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals, servicing Madison County and all surrounding areas. You should find more information at myipm.com. Our Pest of the Week this week is Charleston Southern Buccaneers, coming in at 0-2. They're 12-16 and 16, uh, in recent years, and they got uh, never played Eastern Kentucky before. So first time coming in here. There are two losses this season were Western Carolina. They lost 38-52, and NC State. They lost three to fifty-five. Ross Malmgren is their quarterback, five hundred three yards, fifty-nine point eight percent completion percentage, five touchdowns, two interceptions. They got two receivers over hundred yards this season. Seth Anderson, thirteen catches, one hundred seventy-one yards, two touchdowns, and Caden Jordan, six catches, a hundred yards. The running back T.J. Ruff has only thirteen carries for sixty-two yards. But he's got nine catches for 99 yards and one touchdown. Their defense, zero sacks, two interceptions, three forced fumbles, and three recovered fumbles as well. They are a team that can put up some points uh, today. You heard Greg Stoudemire say this is a game that EKU should win. We'll get to our picks here at the end of the episode as well. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. 
Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right. At this time, we're going to bring in our next guest, uh, Anitria. Sorry, I didn't give her much of a uh, of a warning. <laughs> but she is the mother of defensive lineman Shane Burks. And she's kind enough to come and join us today and talk about uh, Shane and this team as well. Anitria, thanks for being with us. No problem. My pleasure. All right. You're just up the road in Lexington. Yes. All right. Uh, Shane was at um, uh, Bryan Station, Bryan correct? Station. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so not too far. But he's been now at EKU for this is six seasons. This is Six seasons. Yeah. Yes, so we are definitely veterans. Yeah, definitely veterans. Let's start talking about Shane. Shane, uh, now I know his, his nickname is Bear, or at least yes. that's. Well, it's Bear to others and Baby Bear to me. Baby Bear to you. Okay, very good. He seems like a very gentle person. Uh, obviously, not so much on the field, but uh, just in person, he seems very gentle. So, who does he get that from? Um, Probably his mom, okay. I would say a lot of that. But I think. Um, when I think about his personality, he is a good combination of, you know, his family. I yeah. can see a lot of us in in him. Yeah. Yeah. So his demeanor, it just kind of depends on what's going on. So when it's just, I feel like in the community neighborhood, Shane has that. I'm a school counselor by trade. Okay. And so we're just about people. Yeah. And he's very much about others. So I think that very much. But when he's on the football field or it's time to grind, I think Big Shane comes in. Comes but, in. Yeah, I for like sure, it. For sure. Well, how far have you seen him come from his first year at EKU to where he is now? Oh, wow. Night and day. Like when he first came, you know, he was just on the sideline. Like some of these other guys I see, you know, no name on the back. We're just we're just <laughs> hanging out waiting for our turn. And, and the thing about Shane that was pretty amazing, he, you know, was a walk-on. Um, this was his choice. Mm. You know, he had some other choices that he could have made to maybe get a little more uh, financial assistance, but he did get that academically mm. financial assistance here where he earned some scholarships and that. Uh, but then he, I can just remember the day that he came home and he wanted to quit so bad because mm. he felt like he's given his all and, you know, he didn't really feel like he was being seen and, you know, just having those feelings. And then right when, and just like for anybody, right when you get ready to quit, sometimes that's when it comes. That's mm. when that big moment comes and where he earned, you know, a scholarship and really has been a leader of, of the team and, you know, that defensive line. So I'm, I'm real, been real proud of him. Yeah. And like I said, you can see, you can see this from him. You can see his personality. You can see his character is probably the better word for it. Yes. His character that he shows, um, again, very soft spoken, mm-hmm. but very, forceful at the same time, sure. if that makes sense yes. as well. And then, of course, he gets out on the field. He's, he's a, an important piece of this team. Yes. Uh, it's a fun defensive line group. I don't know how, how much how much have you been able to kind of get involved with that unit, or is it a defensive unit? How do you, yeah. how do you as a parent kind of mesh with the other right. parents from the system? Sure. Well, I'm one of those moms that's very, like, knows what's going on. Shane yeah. and I talk usually the night before about what's the game plan. What mm. is his game plan? What's going on? What is his thoughts? What, what is he going to do for that time? You know, I'm very big on – making sure you're fast moving your feet get in there like I'm one of those moms like mm-hmm. I'm kind of intense I have my <laughs> megaphone on the sideline so they always know that's Shane's mom yeah. up there but <laughs> but this unit I feel like he feels 
this year, I think he's very glad that he decided to come back because mm. just listening to him, he feels like that's his, those are his brothers. Mm. That's his family, like a true thing. Yeah. You hear people talking about it, yeah. but I really feel like he really means that. Like they're going to look out for each other. They perform well together, you know, when they got to have that com- conversation about, hey, make sure you're this. I've got to make sure I'm that. Mm. They're able to do that. So what's best for the team and best for that defensive line? Yeah. I love the parents. We I have Coach Ron and his wife. Like we all get together. Um, that's Jackson's parents, and mm-hmm. um, and we get together and just kind of always catching up, making sure where are we? Are you there? You at the game? I'm here. <laughs> okay, we're texting, and you know. But the co- the families, we have a few that we just feel like we're family, sure. you know, of different players. Yeah. You know, and, and we enjoy seeing each other. We're on the road. We've I've not missed a game, hmm. home or away. Yeah. So and we just have a whole thing and it's it's been a very great experience. Very the, great. The university seems to do a good job, especially the athletic department does a great job of bringing everybody in, it seems like. And again, I'm an outsider looking in. Sure. But that's it's from what I've picked up and perceived is just man, they've done a great job of including everybody making sure everyone is family. They yes. treat them like family as well. Let's talk about Coach Wells because Shane was here before Coach Wells. Yes, he was. Um, so he's he's the senior on this team, even to Coach Wells. Yes. But uh, um, Coach Wells has come in, and we were just talking about with Greg, the, the, the atmosphere around the team seems so good yes. and so positive. Yes. Um, what do you say about Coach Wells, uh, Coach Johnson, Coach Hawkins, the guys that are working with your son that you've right. seen that, that – make you excited that he's here at EKU? Right. Well, the great thing to me these last few years is being able to have the same coaching system, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Shane's D-line coach, Coach Hawkins, you mm-hmm. know, really uh, being able to have that relationship with him. We've had a great relationship with him this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about head coaches, for me, they seem so kind of, um, you know, it's like there's the coaches and like here are the parents, especially mm-hmm. when you get to the collegiate level, Yeah. which this is my first experience, but I never really would feel like they're so touchable, you sure. know, to us. That's been our experience. And I cannot say enough great things about the coaching staff that I've been able to um, get to know, but also the respect that I have for Coach Wells. Mm-hmm. Um as Shane calls him, he's a player's coach, and mm-hmm. he'll often speak to him as that. You know, he's concerned about his players, them growing as men. And, I mean, Coach Wells to us and my family, but my mom, she hasn't missed the game hardly either. Mm-hmm. And if she has, it's a, a, a circumstance. Yeah. But um, we both feel that he's so personal and, like, he's a part of our family, you know. Mm-hmm. And when he had his, you know, uh, medical concern, like, it was it was a tear at our hearts. Like, yeah. we were, we felt that. And then to see him last week on the sideline or just be there was a great for us. We were so excited. You know, we hugged. I was like, I'm going to gently hug you, you know. <laughs> but I, we, we really value him. Yeah. And just the relationship for me, anyone that has that commitment relationship, you know, and not to dismiss any other parents' children. Yeah. But when I think about my son and what you're pouring into him as mm-hmm. a man, I, I have only much respect for you, and I appreciate it greatly. So I really value Coach Wells and the other men that have poured into Shane during yeah, this time. I've been impressed with what I've seen, especially with the carryovers, the guys that were here before Coach Wells got here. Yes. It seems like the staff has done a really good job with those guys, mm-hmm. and the relationship seems to be very strong with those guys as well. And it's you know I've been out there at practice to watch, and Coach Wells isn't easy on them, no, and neither no. are the other coaches. They're not easy no, on them. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Some other words can yeah. come out. You know, that's yeah. like the big thing. You know, that look. They, I think they have yeah. a whole meme like, yeah. But he, he's not, he's not 
uh, easy on them. But there's a difference when you have people, people will work harder for you and they know that you really care Mm -hmm. and value them and respect them as, as young men or just as a person. Yeah. So just people, we, we can, you know, and we'll do more when we know that you truly care about me and you respect me, yeah. you know, regardless of the level. And I feel like Coach Wells did a great job coming in and making that happen, mm-hmm. you know, for, like you said, for Shane and some of the other guys to be there before. And I really feel like that's why you have um, 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 Tucker, you know, Schroeder. Yeah. I feel like that's why Dak, those guys, I feel like that's why they came back. Mm-hmm. It was a whole lot to do with Coach Wells and yeah. that relationship piece. Yeah, they can love football. But they had that relationship, and I think that really made the difference. It did for Shane, for sure. Yeah, and I want to just hit one more thing with Coach Hawkins. Sure. We've had him on the show a couple times, mm-hmm. and he's always a great conversation. And uh, you know, I know his wife's involved in, in yes. football as well, yes. and other yes. things too. And yes. they just seem so incredibly intense. And I think the future for Coach Hawkins is really bright. Yes, I think. And so what's too. ahead for him? Yeah. So yeah, you you've dealt with him. Your son's dealt with him as well. Yes. Any other comments on him as far as what you think his future might hold? Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing for Coach Hawkins. I'm always proud when I kind of see him doing things, uh, you know, been having opportunities to go kind of different levels, stuff that he yeah. kind of shared, you know, on social media. But I think that's the thing. And and when you're at a program and you can push and move on your, your other coaches mm-hmm. to another level, that's what you want to do. You want to be a program. Do we want to hold on to great people? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> but when you have a program that you can say we're farming out people yeah. to, to the next level or to be their own head coach, I definitely feel that Coach Hawkins has that. He possesses that to do that. And that goes back to the program that Mm. that you're going to run, that they run at EKU. And so I think he definitely will be – I'll be watching. You know, I'm glad this year he's still around. Yes. Shane's here. (laughs) But I know, sure, and I'm going to keep following him, his wife. I'm so, you know, happy for them and everything that she does. Um, So I I know that it's going to happen. Yeah. And and I I have no doubt, and I'll be so happy and and proud of them. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The continuity with the staff is incredible. Most of them have been here all three years with Coach Wells. Coach Dietzel came in the year later. Outside of that, everybody's been here. And I mentioned that with Coach Hawkins the last time he was on the show. I was like, uh, you know, you're not going to be here too much longer. And we're going to miss you. Yeah. Uh, But good luck to him. Yeah, you had an opportunity to go work with the Titans some this summer. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. You love that. And just having that opportunity, like, you know. So I feel that, like I said, you know, before, when you get to – have people on your staff that you can help support and, and reach another level, then that that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, that's, that really is when, when you have that in you that you want to do, some people maybe just want to be where they are or whatever, and that's fine. Yeah. But when you have those aspirations to, to go on, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be happy for him. Just glad coach Hawkins. It wasn't this year. <laughs> so right. we'll, see you. We'll, we'll be looking. <laughs> All right. So last year for Shane, yes. uh, what's the, what's the goal? I know the big team goal is championship yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So um, when you're talking with Shane and, and even with yourself, you know, let's, let's talk about today's game. It's Charleston Southern first yes. home game of the season. Yes. Coach Wells is back in, in full force. Yes. Um, what's the feeling today? I think it's so exciting. Like, yeah. hey, my mom and I'm like, I'm excited for the day. Yeah. There's a little bit. I'm not even going to be out there. I have no uniform, no pads <laughs> or nothing. But I'll have that sense of, you know, kind of nervousness yeah. and everything. But, I mean, just have fun. Like, we have so much fun in the stands. Of course, when you're winning, you know. Right. Like, when there's plays <laughs> and good stuff and we're not up there like, what are you doing? Like, Coach Wells. But I feel like um, it's just a, a, a good vibe. Like, yeah. I feel it's a great vibe. Last year was, and I think we're just 
going on that momentum from last year, you know, that first year with COVID and everything that was weird. But then, you know, (laughs) last year we we were building. And so this year, I think there's just high anticipation of Mm. what this team can actually do when they all do what they are assigned to do. They're going to do great things. They can do it because I've seen it. I know it. But have fun. Like, let it be fun when it's fun. It's business when you get on the field. But also have some fun about it, you yeah. know, and get out there and do your job and let's play ball and enjoy it, you know. How were your emotions last week? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. My voice is still – this is not my voice. This is like Barry White's little niece's voice. This is not my voice. And so last week, I mean, my megaphone – and I felt like I was back in Little League because I was on one side of the stadium – then they would do something and I would be clearly down yeah, on the other side of the stadium, right? <laughs> My mom and cousin were down there. They would just sit down there waiting and I was down this end. Then we, we do something. Then I guess the rest of how they just all stay at that, that one end zone. Yeah. And I was down there. Oh my gosh. It was like, we were up and then we were down and then we were up and then we were down. And then I was just like, Oh my, and I'm telling you, I had a headache and I couldn't talk and, you know, and I just said, well, forget it. We go. And I just yelling. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then at the end, it's just like, ah, yeah. you know, it was so the kids were so and their kids to me, even though they're, sure. you know, young, young men, men or whatever. Yeah. But to me, their kids, they were so happy. And the parents and everybody was just I had on my glasses and they had sweat from <laughs> I think it was Dak's sweaty forehead and Shane, like at my head was in his shoulder pads. Like yeah. it's just sweat everywhere. I can't wait to go and take a shower. But it was so exciting in that moment, you yeah. know, and nobody cared. And I mean, the kids, some of them were crying. And mm. then when they go in that locker room, they're singing the cabin on the hill mm. and coaching. It was just great for them. Yeah. So happy. Uh, we were so happy for, for them and hope today. They just kind of continue and carry that over, yeah. you know, and have that fun that they did. But it was so fun and exciting. Wonderful experience for sure. It has been. And I will say that our experience at EKU this whole time has been a great experience academically. Because first, you know, we are student athlete Mm. and it's been great for Shane, the professors and just different people he's been able to come in contact with. And this football experience has been fantastic. So what's the plan for Shane moving forward? Gosh, if you talk to him today, it's going to be something. And then yesterday, <laughs> it was a little different. something else. But he has some little aspirate things that he wants to do in his mind. Yeah. Um, you know, if football's not in his future, you know, Shane wants to, he thinks about doing law. Uh-huh. He'll have his MBA when he finishes here in December. Yeah. So he'll have his master's degree. And I feel like Shane's the type of person, he is a worker. He's yeah. a hard worker. If he and I tell him, do it now, like whatever it is that you feel like you want to do, whether it's hard, do it now Mm. so that you set yourself up for when you get a little bit older. You did all that. And, you know, don't leave anything. If you want to do it, go for it. And that's just my thing to him. So we'll see where he ends up. I'm excited for him. I think whatever it is, I'm going to be his biggest number one fan, number one cheerleader for sure. Well, I don't know him well, but I can say from what I know of him, he seems like an absolutely great person. And I know a lot of that has to do with you. We appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us today. And uh, you're welcome. And we're going to try to have a parent on each episode and uh, try to get a different perspective uh, as well. So she's Anitra Burke's mother, Shane Burke's. And uh, again, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So here we are at Mad Mushroom Pizza. You can come and visit us right across the street from EKU. And uh, if you come in for the show, we'll do these each 
each uh, home game. We'll have a live show uh, here at noon to one on each home game. And so you can come and if you come in for the show, Mad Mushroom is going to give you 10% off your purchase as well. And so you can come in, try out the pizza of the month, get you some cheese sticks. There's plenty of things here for you. They offer adult beverages. So you can come in, get your, your pre tailgate on, uh, and then get your other tailgate on afterwards as well. But, uh, come and join us each home game here at Mad Mushroom Pizza. And, uh, throughout the rest of the week, you can order on madmushroom.com. Use the code sports five. You'll get $5 off any order of $20 or more. Or if you come into the store, and you're more than welcome to do so. they got booths and chairs here for you. Uh, you come on in, mention the Sports Stove Podcast, and you'll get that same discount, $5 off, $20 or more purchase as well. We're going to bring up our next guest now, and we've got several of them here. Uh, we're going to talk with Dr. Tim Wiggins. He's a professor of music education, director of the athletic bands, the Marching Colonels, and the Maroon Machine. And he's joined here. we got a couple other people with us. I've got three names and two people, so I apologize. Who we got with us? Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Clark. Ashley Clark, she is a trombone section, Olivia and Olivia Conley, she's with the Melophone section leader as well here too. And I'm going to have you scoot over this way just a little bit. We're going to, we don't got you in the screen. There we are. We are there. And then, of course, Dr. Tim Wiggins here with us as well. And Dr. Wiggins, uh, one of the things that every time we get to a game and we take a look at the uh, look, listen to the band, it's always entertaining. You guys come with it. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, social media promotion uh, this week about fire. Uh, so tell, tell me about that. What, what, what is all that about? Uh, well, we have some great um Great twirlers that love to, to go ahead and light their batons on fire. Okay, so they're they're going to show us and have some fun with our final tune this 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 season with um, "Free Bird" by Leonard Skinner. Yeah, "Free Bird" by Leonard Skinner. Hard to go wrong with Skinner, uh, for sure. So, talk to us about the uh, programming. How do you put together the program? Uh, we're talking about the the halftime show, the pregame stuff, all that kind of stuff. What all goes into that making of that program? Well, our pregame is our traditions. It's something that we do every every season, and um, we, we always start with our traditional tunes that have been written with the university for years and years. And one of our big traditions is also Heartbreaker. This is 22 years of being play, of playing Heartbreaker. Um, and so we, we introduced a new song this year that was called, or a couple years back, called Marching Song. And it's a Kentucky marching song that I found in the archives. Yeah. So pregame is all about traditions and getting people um, um, just ready for Colonel football. And then for halftime, we do a different halftime show every year we, or every every game. So the show that you're going to see this time is going to be different than what we're going to do next time. Our show this year, uh, this first game is called Mic Drop. Yeah. And we're going to start with the, the BTS anthem, Mic Drop. And then we're, we're going to move on to um, this great tune by um, um, from a video game called Undertale. Mm-hmm. And the tune's called Megalovania. And the kids are really really excited about that tune um we're going to take it back a little bit and feature our maroonettes which is our dance squad that's on the, that's with the band and we're going to feature them on an old um tune called um help me out higher ground, higher ground. thank you very much <laughs> so i for this first show i was i wanted to give um the students 
something that they relate to and yeah. some really fun music that they, they, they can really enjoy and that kind of speaks to them on their level and the things that they, they want to listen to. And so th- that's kind of this show. Like at the end of the year, I'm doing one for the parents. We're going to do an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute. <laughs> you <doing> yeah. <laughs> for the old souls. Uh, whether it be, and I was going to ask that, like the older you get, not that you're old, the older that you get, uh, how hard is it to kind of make sure that we're sticking to the current age group? <laughs> Cause you got old people, uh, mature people and younger people <laughs> in the crowd as well. So you got to kind of appease everybody, right? Yeah. So with each show, we try to mix it up a little bit and try to do that. I keep listening to what's current and I get feedback from my leadership team, my student yeah. leadership team each year as to what, what they want to see in a show. Um, I know Ashley was pushing for Earth, Wind and Fire probably three <laughs> years running now. It finally got programmed. So we, we do a little bit of each and I try to keep up with, you know, what's going on at the Grammys. So um, we're doing a custom arrangement of um, John Batiste's freedom for our, ne- for our next game. So I try to keep in touch with what's going on here and in the current world and um, try to throw in some older stuff that I know that the parents are going to love to. How much time does it take? We'll start with the beginning, the pregame thing, even though it's, it's similar stuff. How much time does it take to get the, the whole band ready for that? Well, we started August 7th. Yeah. Well, before that for leadership, leadership was there for a couple of days and we were learning how to work with people and how to help teach people. Cause you have to think this is a, over 200 piece band at this point. So one man can't do it all. (laughs) So, you know, we love working with Dr. Wiggins and being able to help with that. So, you know, the couple of us that you see up here today, we've been doing this since like August 5th. Okay. And August 7th, we invite all of the marching colonels to move in on campus. And from there we hit the ground running with music and then learning how to march. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of fun. And after that, we are on the field for six hours a week, three days, and sometimes we do things outside of that. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of time and a lot of perseverance from the students and Dr. Wiggins and the staff as well, just to get all of that working. My wife was in the marching band in high school. She was a flautist, and uh, uh, she's she she loves the band. So I would I always take a video if she wasn't at the game. I take a video of the band and send it to her because I know she always enjoys it, that as well. So let's talk about weather. Um, it's it's uh it's not the not too bad today. It'll be a little warm out there. But do you get really looking forward to those November games versus the August early September games? We, we get every bit of weather. We'll, yeah. we'll get 90 <laughs> degrees during band camp. And then one 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 of our final games, I think our, our rehearsal time, it was six degrees out to Yikes. start. Yep. So we, we hit the full gamut and, <laughs> and we manage. Um, we will play in the rain. We'll play. Yeah. We'll play in the heat. We'll play in the cold. We're, we're here to we're here for our fans. We're here for the football team. We're here for EKU. So what's easier, cold or warm weather? Does it depend on the instrument? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think instruments definitely like that, like nice seventy degree mark. I mean, if yeah. it gets hotter, that's better because you get cold. You've got metal yeah. instruments out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can only imagine what that's like having a piece of metal just glued to your face yeah. for probably about ten minutes. <laughs> after that, you probably don't have any skin on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Peel it. <laughs> peel it off afterwards for sure. Now, let's talk to the uh, girls here. We got Ashley, Kaylee and Olivia here as well. Uh, so what's your what's the thing you're most excited about this season that you guys are doing? We'll start on the end and work our way around. Um, 
episode this year is my first year being a, a co-section leader for the trumpets mm-hmm. um and i'm very excited to like i've learned so much from dr wiggins the other leadership um i'm really excited to like take that knowledge and take it outside of college when i get my own job and, yeah like, uh, leave my own marching band and we have almost 30 trumpets this year so that's super exciting it's a lot of work but it's super exciting <laughs> and i've never been in a, a trumpet section that's that big before okay so this is a completely new experience new experience love it. Yeah. yeah new experience great um kind of alongside kaylee i came from a really tiny like 50 person band so this year we have almost maybe a little more than 200 people and we have 17 people in my section which i've never heard of it's just so exciting now you've got the mellophone right yes so i have to apologize i don't know what a mellophone is um so do you know what french horn is yes okay so it's like the marching version of french horn okay big trumpet yeah it's more american no i don't just (laughs) 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 all right yeah and then and then with the trombone what, what are you excited about so i love football Okay. I'm here for the football. All right. I'm here for the team. Yeah, I mean, I I will be on Twitter posting about the KU football team. Yeah. So, always the game day atmosphere is what I'm here for. I unlike these two, I am not a music education major. Okay. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm here because I purely love it. Yeah. I spend my day in a microbiology lab all the time. That's where I'm at. But those two hours, you know, three times a week that I get on the field is what makes me love Eastern more every single day. And I'm just so glad that I could be a part of this program with wonderful Dr. Wiggins and my wonderful team of <laughs> you know, section leaders that are here yeah. representing the band. So that's what I look for on game days and for honestly the rest of the season. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. Like I said, you guys always bring it. It's, there's not a question whether it's football games, basketball games. There's always excitement. There's always stuff there. I know that's a little different, but nonetheless, uh, it's a part of the program, and it's, it's a lot to have. And obviously, leadership's a big part of that. Um, Dr. Wiggins, how long have you been been doing this at EKU? Eddie, this is my seventh year. Seventh year. In 2016. Okay. And uh, t- tell me about the university on your end of things, how they're supportive, how they help you out. Uh, how much, if you appreciate the university, I probably should have asked this before we got on air, uh, but uh, it just seems like the university does such a great job of supporting the programs that it has. Yeah, absolutely. The university is doing an absolutely amazing job um, helping support us and has um, helped, helped this band transform and grow mm-hmm. up in a lot of ways. And I told, I told my students at the beginning of the year, um, it's time to show us off to the world. Um, for this season because we've we've been able to build this thing and really create a wonderful thing that we support the university. I, I tell the kids we're, we're part of a family and we're ambassadors for what the university stands for, how it's a school of opportunity. And we have students from all over the region and all over the university in every different major that can contribute and still contribute to their artistry and um, being a musician or being a dancer or um, being a color guard member or twirling fire. Yeah. Um, and they can still have that component while pursuing their degree path and what and what their chosen career is. And yeah. That's one thing I want people to still be able to embrace music and what music can do for people throughout the rest of their lives. Well, I know I've had a fun, I don't know who handles your Twitter account, but uh, but I've had a good time with them. Uh, back in basketball season, I, I made a request and uh, they actually looked it up. Uh, our theme song for our normal episodes is Hey, Good Looking from Hank Williams. 
And uh, they said they, they looked it up and they said, sorry, we couldn't find anything currently up, up, up and ready to go. So couldn't do it. And I just expected them to say, ha ha, no, no. But uh, but they were kind enough to try. I appreciated that as well. And the atmosphere that you guys add to the football games, to the basketball games, to the sporting events is incredible. You guys do a great job. Uh, and I don't just say that I'm not a band person. Uh, so I don't say that lightly. Uh, you guys do a great job of adding to the program, and uh, we sure appreciate you guys coming out and chatting with us today and, and uh, looking forward to listening uh, here in just a couple hours to what you guys got for this season. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, hopefully you've been able to enjoy some pizza. If you didn't, make sure you get a chance to. That's the uh, some of the marching colonels. Uh, we hear Dr. Tim Wiggins and uh, Ashley Clark, Kaylee Dethridge, and Olivia Col- uh Conley as well in here. All right, we come to this point of the episode now where we're going to give you our picks for the day. What do we expect to see here against Charleston Southern in the home opener? And uh, here it is. We were right last week with the win. We're going to give you a more uh, exact pick here today. We're going to go EKU winning this game. 45-33 is our pick for this game. And looking forward to what's ahead. Home opener kickoff at 6 o'clock p.m., uh, over at Roy Kids Stadium, make sure you show up for the game today. Uh, it's going to be a great time. The marching colonels will be there getting you ready for the game as well, and hopefully that you'll join us. A reminder, each home game will be live here at Mad Mushroom. We'll help you're going to help you out with lunch, getting you ready for your tailgate. Uh, so make sure you come in each home game. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. We'll give you more information uh, there of the times and all those kinds of things as well. We sure appreciate our guests, Greg Stottlemyre, uh, Nitria Burks, Dr. Tim Wiggins, and some of the marching colonels as well. We're looking forward to this home kickoff coming up in just a few hours. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Tailgate Show live at Mad Mushroom Pizza in Richmond, Kentucky. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.